0: Anthropologist Victor Turner writes that we are most free to explore identity in places outside our normal routines, places that are in some way betwixt and between. Turner calls them liminal from the Latin word for threshold. Sherry Turkle, Alone Together, Why We Expect More from Technology and Less from Each Other. Welcome to the Introvert Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Beth Bilo, and I'm super glad that you've joined me today. We are in episode number 122 and whether this is your first episode or your 122nd or somewhere in between, I hope you hear something in the next uh, 40 minutes or so that makes you smile, sparks an insight, improves your business, or maybe even changes your life. As you can tell this episode is a little bit different than normal. I am uh, basically doing the equivalent of podcast improv where I don't have things scripted out and I feel like I'm flying a bit without a net. Um, I'm doing this in the spirit of the conference that I'm attending here in Chicago, Illinois. I'm at the Podcast Movement Conference and it's a conference that's bringing together of course podcasters and we're learning about how to improve our episodes and how to serve our audiences better. And I thought it was the perfect betwixt and between place, that liminal place, that's outside of my normal routine to try something new with my podcast. And that something new was somewhat inspired by a colleague who I've mentioned on this podcast before and and, um, been interviewed by and interviewed him, and that's Dave Stahoviak of Coaching for Leaders. And he, when we realized we were both going to be coming to this conference, he suggested that we host a meetup. So we did that last night. Uh, We got sort of rained out from meeting at Millennial Park, um, or Millennium Park, I'm sorry, um, at The Bean, and all gathered in the dryness of uh, Panera Bread across the street on Michigan Avenue. and. You know it was awesome because everybody came who had intended to come and we had a wonderful time just enjoying some good food and good conversation and what was cool of course is that none of us had met each other in person there was something of a leap of faith that we all took to come to downtown Chicago on a rainy rush hour Thursday um, during Taste of Chicago just to meet with people that we we sensed that we would have some common ground with and I thought wow wouldn't it interesting to do little mini interviews with the folks who show up and just ask them about themselves ask about uh, you know where they fall on the introvert extrovert spectrum what kind of work they do how their knowledge about their energy influences their work and what's maybe a guiding principle or a life lesson that has informed them or shaped them so this episode is a kind of stitched together collage a compilation of those conversations Because we were in a Panera in downtown Chicago at rush hour during a rainstorm, um, of course it has that kind of live on the street feeling to it. It's not, the sound isn't perfect, Um, you're going to hear a little background noise, but you should be able to hear our conversations loud and clear, otherwise I wouldn't share it with you. Uh, And it was just kind of fun to be spontaneous and informal and um, improvisatory about putting together these conversations. So I really hope that you enjoy um, hearing these little snippets of different people's lives. And like I always say in the intro, I do hope that something you hear sparks an insight or causes you to think about something differently and maybe even changes something about your life. So uh, enjoy these conversations and I will see you on the other side.
1: So tell us who you are and where you work. My name is John Lockhorst. I'm from Lake Geneva, Wisconsin and I'm in the process of launching an executive coaching and consultant practice.
0: And what kinds of executives do you hope to work with?
1: I came out of a financial background, so working with financial professionals, CPAs, CFOs, people on that track.
0: Great. And um, when you think of the introvert-extrovert spectrum, where do you consider yourself to fall?
1: I am very close to the center. I lean a little bit more to the introvert side, so I consider myself to be a professional extrovert who's more of a natural introvert.
0: Got it. I think a lot of people can identify with that kind of a, especially like I'll hear I'm an extrovert at work and an introvert at home. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So how has that knowledge influenced you?
1: I think what it's done for me is helped me to realize that I can go at it pretty hard out in the the workplace or out in public Mm -hmm. where uh, I'm interacting with a lot of people, sometimes teaching, speaking, things like that. But that at a certain point, I'm going to reach the end and I'm going to need that time for myself to, to debrief and just, you know, have time alone.
0: Yeah, excellent. So when you think back to your life experiences, what's been something that's been uh, important to you that kind of keeps you centered and grounded?
1: Um, I would say my faith is a big part of that and my family. Uh, we've had uh, two little granddaughters in the last year and a half. And so that's something that uh, is very important in our lives.
0: Yeah. Are the granddaughters close by?
1: Uh, about six hours away. Oh, that's not So we not get to see them fairly often.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I've been to Lake Geneva. I uh, used to live in Milwaukee. So uh, familiar with the Wisconsin side of the border there.
2: Beautiful place.
0: <laughs> it is totally beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing with thank us. Thank you.
3: Yeah. All right. So tell me your name and, and where you work. Um, my name is Isabella Gravelna, I work at Chicago Cultural Alliance, which is a membership organization of ethnic museums and cultural centers. Awesome, and how long have you been there? Uh, this is my fifth year. I started as AmeriCorps, moved on as a coordinator, and now I'm a manager. Great. So you work at Arts and Culture. Are you an artist or into culture and arts yourself? Um, Well, I work with a lot of museums, and I've always loved museums ever since I was little. I always asked my parents to take me out to museums, Um, but as I was growing up, I liked to paint and draw, so maybe I am a little bit of an artist? Yeah,
0: artist at heart. (laughs) Awesome. And then, um, where do you consider yourself on the introvert-extrovert spectrum?
3: On a scale of 1 to 10, uh, I would say probably 8, 9, maybe even 10. <laughs> <laughs> On the introvert side. On the introvert side, yeah. yeah. And how has that knowledge influenced you? Um, I would say I'm very concerned with others around me um, because I tend to take a step back and I look at my surroundings and um, the dynamic of the group and what is happening. I'm a very observant person. Yeah, that's definitely an introvert strength that we often bring. Yeah, Mm -hmm. awesome. And what, um, when you think
0: about, you know, your life so far, (laughs) what's something that you feel like has um, either a
3: lesson or a quote or, you know, something that's influenced you that's been really important? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a really big question that maybe I would like to think about a little longer. (laughs) Um, But one thing that because I am so observant and I'm so focused on others, I had to learn how to take care of myself So in my bathroom I framed a quote that says take care of yourself and so every day I pass by and I think about it, what I need to do for myself to be able to take care of myself. What is your favorite way to take care of yourself, like how do you recharge? Um, I love massages but I also like to work out, go for a run, um, go lift weight
0: or even draw. Nice. All solitary activities that help like recharge but kind of get the energy going. Cool well thank you so much thank you so much so tell us who you are and what you do for work
4: my name is Dave Stehoviak and I have a podcast called coaching for leaders
0: and you also have a, a day job as they say
4: I do I also work for the Dale Carnegie training organization
0: we've talked about Dale Carnegie before he is a friend of introverts actually isn't he
4: he is there's so many Dale Carnegie principles that uh, you know, And I don't think I even thought about that as much as I do now after you were on my show, Beth, and we talked about Dale Carnegie and we looked at all the principles and how about half of them, if not more, really do speak to more of an introverted skill set. And so I think a lot about Carnegie not wanting to have had any of us change who we are but play to our strengths. And I see a lot of that in Carnegie's writing, and that's one of the things I've always really appreciated about working with Carnegie and being associated with the Carnegie organization.
0: So where do you feel like you fall on the introvert, extrovert spectrum?
4: I'm definitely more on the introvert side, although I play an extrovert in life on many occasions, as we all do. And uh, particularly being in the industry I'm in, both as a podcaster and as in the training industry, and I really love that, I love being around people and I love being energized by people. And so I've found over the years, I'm actually more comfortable in being in an extroverted environment. But at my heart, I'm very much an introvert. And so I, I like, if you asked some of my clients if I was an introvert or extrovert, they would say extrovert, because that's the context they see me in. But at my, in my heart of hearts, I get energy from being an introvert.
0: What kind of introvert strength do you feel like you bring to that more extroverted environment?
4: For me, I really like being around people, but I like zeroing in on one conversation or relationship at a time, or maybe a couple at most. It does not really have a, although there's certainly context where this happens, where I go into a room and would talk to 25 or 30 people, that's not unless I need to do that for a situation or, a, or an event that's not something that is as interesting to me as sitting down like we did tonight with the meetup Beth and many of the people who are on this episode you've talked to where you sit down and really talk with someone for 10 or 15 or 20 minutes that's awesome I love doing that I could do that all day long and then um, and then I need my time to recharge after that too so I think the biggest to answer your question directly the biggest skill is listening and that really serves me well in the podcast, too, because I love to listen and I also try really hard to be curious when I'm interviewing someone, especially if they say something and I'll was like, and, and i catch myself thinking like, oh, I wonder about that or that's interesting or they sort of breeze by this one thing and I want to know more about that. Um, I've learned to, I, I would do this naturally and I've learned over the years to ask about that and to lean into that more. And sometimes those are some of the best conversations that happen on the podcast that come out of that curiosity. So if I had to zero in on one skill set that served me both in business and in podcasting, it would certainly be listening over the years.
0: And if you had you know, a piece of wisdom or a life lesson that you wanted to impart to others and share that's been important to you, what, what would that be?
4: One of my listeners was at the meetup tonight named Adam, and he was talking about how he listens to the Zig Ziglar podcast, and it just brought me back to 20 years ago, being in college and driving around in my pickup truck listening to Zig Ziglar tapes. I always have loved listening to Ziglar's material, and the quote from Ziglar that I've always loved and has always been my central place, not only in life but in business, is Uh, His message, you can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. And so much of the way I think about business and life and family and parenting all comes down to that, really, of if you, in your heart of hearts, do your best to try to take care of others and serve others and have empathy and really solve problems for people, that you will have everything you need. Especially if you do that well over time. And so that's my guiding thought on how to approach the world.
0: And if you do that with, like, sincerity and a genuineness and, you know, true um, giving without expectation, it strikes me is that's something you do. That's been my experience with you.
4: Oh, thank you for saying that. I, I certainly try to. And like anyone, I've, I'm sure I've messed up many times. I know I have. I know you have too. Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks. Um, and... So it's it's interesting with the whole. Um oh no,
0: I'm fine. Thank you very
4: much.
0: Keep that in. <laughs> exactly, that's real life, man.
4: It was like an essay.
0: So where were you? Uh, See, no. when an introvert starts talking and we lose our train of thought, what was it's your like. Question?
4: Tell me your. Question. What was
0: it? No, it's like um, my train of thought was derailed and there were no survivors. Um, <laughs> It? Really so it was question. about that. Well, was the Zig Ziglar, and you were talking about giving, and um, and I said something about you know giving without expectation.
4: Yeah, the interesting thing with you said a keyword there, sincerity, which you can do all those things and be insincere. So take go back to Carnegie, like we were talking about earlier, how to win friends and influence people. All the principles in the Carnegie book you can do in a manipulative, insincere way. So remembering people's names and all that. So part of it is the skill set you're using, the tactics but a big part of it is also the intention behind it. So you can do all the quote unquote right things, but if you have the wrong intention behind it, yes, you may get the result you want in the short term, but people figure that out eventually. If the intention is pure and the desire to help people is pure in the long run, that always wins, always. And it's not so much about winning, it's more of just that that always beats out the short term thinking not today not tomorrow not next week or even next year sometimes but in the long run that's absolutely the kind of person that you want to be the kind of business you want to be the kind of way you want to show up in the world and so uh, everything I've done has always been thinking about the long view of what does this mean for what I'll be doing and what the people who listen to my show will be doing and our clients five years 10 years 15 years from now that's really important to me and all the work that I do.
0: It's also important to be able to finish the joke that two introverts walk into a bar and...
4: We are in a bar right now.
0: Well, yeah, I know, but, you know, what happens when we walk into a bar?
4: Apparently they take out their podcasting equipment and just start interviewing each other. There you go.
0: I think so, yes. And talk back to waitresses and, yeah,
4: awesome. And order potato soup.
0: And order potato soup. All right, thanks, Dave. You're welcome. Well, tell us who you are and what your work is.
5: My name is Brett McCarty, and I am a software engineering manager. Um, I used to work in software development, and now I manage software developers. Awesome.
0: And what kind of software?
5: Uh, payroll software.
0: Exciting. So like ADP kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah, cool. And how long have you been doing that?
5: Um, I've only been managing for about a year and a half, two years. I'm doing software development for about 10 to 12, right around there.
0: What have you enjoyed most about the transition from being like the developer to being a, a leader or manager?
5: Um, you know, I, I think I like the influence more than anything else. Um, being able to uh, help the people that I manage create more. So not just my own contributions, but what they're doing as well.
0: So there's like an exponential yeah,
5: exactly. factor
0: to it. And when you think of uh, introversion and extroversion, where do you feel like you fall on that spectrum?
5: Mm, I'm very introverted. I was trying to remember my Myers-Briggs. I think it was INTJ, I want to say. So
0: Sounds right, about right for probably a software engineer. Yeah,
5: exactly.
0: <laughs> And how has that knowledge influenced you?
5: Um, so I think, especially as I've gone into management, it's it's made me do more things like this. Um, so come out to meet different people, joining masterminds, putting myself out there a little bit more, um, speaking in front of uh, other software developers, things of that nature.
0: Yeah, so stretching that comfort zone. And yeah.
5: if I feel uncomfortable, I'm probably doing something right. <laughs> there you go. So. There you
0: go. Well, what helped you? You know what? You know, we're talking here at a at a meetup. You were coming and you knew Dave. Um, what helps you to get out the door for things like this?
5: Um, God, I don't, I don't really know if there's anything specific. Um, in this particular case, I'm in a mastermind with Dave, so being able to actually meet him in person was a great thing. Um, and then just being able to kind of share different stories and um, just hear about different people's life experiences, uh, I think, very helpful and puts things in perspective for myself
0: gets us out of our bubble, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, what's a, a life lesson or something important that, uh, that you've learned that you enjoy passing on?
5: One of the things I've really focused on recently with my team is to keep it simple. Um, and so just echoing, let's simplify, simplify, simplify. Um, it takes a lot more work to, to, you know, edit that long email or to bring things back um, from the complexity of what we're building. You know, putting more features, let's put less features versus more features type of thing um, and focus more on doing that better. So do less things, but do them better. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Like quality over quantity. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. very good. Well, thank you so much for, uh, sure. for chatting with me. It's been a pleasure. Cool. So tell us who you are and where you work.
6: Yeah, my name is Jacqueline Martino, and I work for Cargill. And say the name again. Cargill oh cargill yes of course and so what's your function or your role yeah i work in the hr job family so i'm in human resources terrific and how long have you been doing that with cargill i've been there for three years
0: what drew you to human resources
6: that is a good question so actually i started off uh, wanting more of a social work type position but realized that i also had an interest in strategy and business and doing things outside of just connecting with people And I actually had a family friend who's in human resources who said, hey, this is a great way to kind of marry those two things and be able to really make impacts on people's lives in a different way and be able to to add value. So I thought that was a
0: neat thing and got my degree and went for it. And when you think of the introvert-extrovert spectrum, I know we talked a little bit about this a few minutes ago, but where do you consider yourself to fall?
6: So I do consider myself to fall on the introvert side of the scale, but with extrovert tendencies as well as a high, I guess, quota for extrovert activities as well in order to, to feel balanced.
0: Yeah. How do you feel like your extroversion expresses itself?
6: How does it express itself? So I like relating to people, I like feeling that there's something to connect to people and then grow with them in some way, shape or form. So I think for me it's finding common ground and figuring out how to do something with that person, whether it's a conversation or a project or something of that nature. I, I feel like that's really important for me to feel that satisfaction. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm guessing your introvert tendencies feed into that particular piece of being able to kind of read what, what would be a great way to connect with someone.
6: Yeah, yeah I think that there's, there's an important piece of being able, wanting to and being able to kind of sit back and say, where's that person coming from? What are they thinking? Am I making them comfortable? What are their needs? How would I feel in their situation? And trying to be responsive. Yeah,
0: so what's a, a life lesson or something that's guided you over the years that you'd like to share?
6: That's a good question, so I think the one that sticks to me the most is a quote that I read in college and has kind of consistently come up at different points in my life. I believe it's from Emerson and it's, uh, this is probably not the whole quote, but it was basically, a foolish consistency is the hobgoblin of small minds. And I think that has helped me to get through different change, different perspectives and realize that it's okay to think differently than you did before or to change differently or to have a different opinion that you may have had so much time ago or been passionate about something and not being that way anymore, having that different perspective and using that more as fuel for growth versus something that's stunting you or making you feel uncomfortable because that wasn't how you used to be
0: awesome point because like yeah we're always evolving and changing and growing and we have to let ourselves do that right
6: yeah absolutely get
0: out of our own way yes (laughs) awesome well thanks Jacqueline it's been a pleasure so tell us who you are and what your work is
7: so my name is Kirsten Jensen I am a digital marketing strategist Um, I have worked in a variety of industries and for a small agency and I just uh, am starting my own consulting business as of Tuesday.
0: Woohoo! <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. And so when you talk about digital marketing strategy, um, any particular area or type of client that you are looking to work with?
7: So, um, I've, I've done a, a wide variety of digital marketing strategy, but my focus right now is on employee advocacy programs, so helping companies um, engage employees to tell the story of what they do. Um, so, I do social media training and help people set the guidelines for their programs, and then also social leadership, so working with leaders to help them understand how they can use
0: social media to achieve their goals. I've never heard that phrase, social leadership. Mm-hmm. Is that something that's new I mean or, or new to a phrase? Or
7: um, So I have I, I've been doing a little bit of, of digging and I'm seeing it be used a lot more as a hashtag um, so yeah. I've used social employee a lot um, as a as a term and so yeah social leadership there is there is quite a bit out there um, in, in helping leaders understand how they can use that tool to really tell their story. and. When you think of the introvert-extrovert spectrum, where do you feel like you fall on that? So, I am an extrovert, but just over the line. Um, so I, I know from a processing perspective, I'm a very verbal processor, so I, I'm a strong extrovert from that perspective, but when it comes to um, getting out into social situations, I, I just I need to push myself a little bit, so I'm kind of on the, on the line. And
0: and just like I asked Brett, um, you know, what, what got you out the door today? You know, what motivated you and helped you to get here to meet up with a bunch of strangers?
7: Yeah, I think it was. Um, so I've, I've listened to Dave's podcast for a long time, um, and um, and I'm here in Chicago uh, because I followed my curiosity. A friend gave me a ticket to the conference because she couldn't come, and so I, f- I feel like tonight was a little bit of the the purpose of of why I'm even here in Chicago. Yeah, nice.
0: Thank you. Well, and so what's a, a life lesson or something that's happened that's been important to you that you uh, want to share? So, my word for the last year or so has been
7: connection and I really like Brene Brown's definition that that connection is the energy that exists between people when they feel seen heard and understood and I really strive to look for ways to create that kind of connection that was a big part of what I believed as a leader um, managing a team Um, and it's a big part of what I really do believe social media can do too um, for people is, is looking for those really authentic ways to stay connected to people um, and, and share stories.
0: What's one piece of advice you would have, and maybe especially for introverts that want to use social media as a means of connection, um, to make sure that they don't just stay on social media but actually do use it to connect in real life and whatnot?
7: So I think the biggest advice that I have is is to really be intentional with what you want to accomplish. So, so thinking about is there a group of of, of people that you you want to stay in regular contact with, and and how can you how can you build a small space to to make that uh, a really Um, a beautiful connection versus trying to find them randomly in all of the different feeds. So I think Twitter lists can be a really great way to do that or Facebook groups as as just a way to to make it a more intimate experience with the people that are important to you for different reasons.
0: Yeah, that's such a great reminder because I think we forget that there are ways to filter and use that to our advantage and make something that seemed um, overwhelming and sprawling Rather intimate. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Great. So tell us who you are and what you do for work.
8: My name is Adam Tabor, and I'm a production supervisor at a Cargill industrial specialties plant here on the south side of Chicago.
0: And how long have you been in that line of work?
8: In the line of work, about eight years. At this location, just over a year.
0: So where were you before that?
8: Uh, Dayton, Ohio.
0: Big change between Dayton and uh, Chicago. What, What do you like most about Chicago?
8: I like the uh, greater diversity and uh, yeah. just uh, different activities and, and diverse yeah. things to do whether it be you know the, the park district and stuff for the kids to cultural stuff and, and things of that nature and just being so close uh, you know I grew up in a, a rural uh, Iowa so having having access to some of that you know is, is, is uh, a good thing for me.
0: Yeah, pretty remarkable. And you said you
8: have children? Yes. Yeah, so that's good for them, too. Right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So when you think about the introvert-extrovert spectrum, where do you consider yourself to fall?
8: I probably fall pretty far on the extrovert uh-huh. side.
0: And how does that influence, like, how you, like, your work, and how you show up, and
8: what you like to do? For me, it's been how do I relate to more introvert people, and how do I deal with those relationships, and, to me that's especially in the last year or two i've kind of been trying to figure that out and it's it's been a good kind of realizing where i'm at and how do i relate to people that aren't in that location
0: as an extrovert what do you want people to know and understand that maybe they have a misunderstanding about or a stereotype about
8: you
9: um
8: like where do we get it wrong i think uh A lot of people think extroverts aren't as uh, deep in thought or or creative, if you will. Um, And I feel like that's where I'm at, but I draw my creativity from other people's ideas and try and put them together. So uh, I think that's probably one thing that is kind of a myth, if you will.
0: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. I'm so glad you said that. Um, We don't want to put people in boxes and assume that that's not going to be their strength. Um, But it's just that you get the creativity from different places. So the introvert might dig inside, and you're synthesizing from outside. Yeah, both totally legitimate, exactly. Mm -hmm. So what would you say um, has been a really important life lesson or something that's uh, shaped you that you'd like to share with us?
8: So my uh, famous phrase when anyone asks me how I'm doing is, you know, it's just another day in paradise. So, (laughs) you know, at first, you know, kind of saying it was just to, you know, make people laugh and smile. But now... I really think it, it is a mindset to, to live by, and you know my thought is you know if you if you think that you'll you'll achieve it kind of thing. So you know even though life throws you different challenges and, and different things, you know it, it is what you make of it, and just having that that aspect. And I mean I say it so frequent. Uh, the other day, uh, I had a neighbor go by, and I said hi, and my three year old son goes. I said, I'm doing good, and he said, why don't you say it's it's another day in paradise? Yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's great. So he's learning at a very early age. You're instilling that in him. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your your story with us, and uh, it is another day in paradise.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much.
0: So what's your name and what's your business? Marianne Griebler. I'm a marketing
9: communications consultant here in the Chicago area. What kinds of marketing and communications do you specialize in? So I believe that every client has something remarkable to offer the right audience. Sometimes there's a big gap between how do you reach those people? How do you find the right messages to really make that impression that, you know, you're someone they need to work with. You're gonna solve a problem for them. You're gonna create an opportunity. So I help them identify what it is that they're doing that's so wonderful and think about the messages that will cross that gap and get them in front of the
0: right audience. Yeah, so important. And we're so, um, messages are so, stories are so important. And I bet you help them dig out like what's going to bridge that gap in terms of like things they probably can't see on their own. Well, where do you consider yourself to fall on the introvert extrovert spectrum? I
9: consider myself very introverted. Which has caused some problems for me because people always say, you're not an introvert, oh, right. you're, you're so extroverted. And it's just, um, I don't want to say that it's a show. I genuinely like people and I have a lot of enthusiasm for things I'm passionate about. So that can come across as extroverted. But what makes me know that I'm introverted is the amount of time I need to refresh And also just to make sure that I don't have a meltdown. (laughs) I mean, I'll be perfectly honest, you know, especially now I'm doing all these new things Mm -hmm. as part of my new business and it's exciting and I love it and it's also exhausting. So taking that time for replenishment Mm -hmm. and getting better at saying no.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, what else have you learned that's um, helped you kind of navigate that in, and leverage your introversion or work with it instead of against it?
9: So when I go to a networking event, which, of course, we introverts think are just, you know. just like, Oh, we adore them. Mm, well, if, if by adore you mean, you know, I love having hey. my fingernails pulled out. Um, yeah, say absolutely. But I know they're a necessary evil because good things always come from those face-to-face encounters, right? So I try and set a realistic goal. I'm not going to talk to everyone at the event. I say to myself when I'm heading out, I just want to meet one new person and have one conversation. And what's funny about that is invariably it leads to more conversations because you talk to the person standing next to the person that you're talking to. And I have found that setting small goals like that mm-hmm. helps me feel more successful at attending networking events and then I'm going to do more of them because I walk away with a good feeling.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's like we, we collect evidence
9: exactly.
0: that we can do it and exactly. that it's okay right. and we're not going to die. Right. <laughs> And the other
9: thing I learned too, is just having um, a a mindset of being helpful. Instead of going into an event thinking, I'm going to ask someone what they can do for me. Just thinking about, well, what what do I have to offer? Even if it's something small, it's still, it it frames it differently. I don't feel so needy or desperate. Like I'm supposed to walk away with something. If I had a good conversation, that's a terrific takeaway. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. It sounds like you've really, you're owning your introversion, you're working it. You That's great, thank you. You're welcome, <laughs> Beth. Thank you. So introduce yourself to us. What's your name and what's your, what's your work? Hi, my name
2: is Sheila Wood. Um, I am on the verge of launching a voiceover
0: career. Excellent. So, new new venture.
8: Yes.
2: Yeah. What's,
0: what have you done before? I've always done office work before. What's what draws you to
2: voiceover work? What do you love about it? I just I love reading. I love reading aloud. I love um, like reading verses at church as a lector, um, reading aloud to my grandkids. Um, I don't know. It's just it just seems natural. Yeah. When I hear other people on the radio or T V doing it, I think could do do that you know or maybe I would have done it this
0: way yeah yeah that's such a thing to pay attention to because Mm -hmm. we we learn a lot from when we're watching somebody else do something and we think I could do that or I could do it better or (laughs) you know dare I say you know or or differently yeah yeah and we have that sort of impulse Um, when you think about the introvert extrovert spectrum where do you feel like you fall on it
2: oh I'm definitely an introvert
0: (laughs) I love my private time
2: and I always used to think it was because I grew up as an only child and I was very shy wallflower at school, but I, my son was also an only child and he didn't seem to lean that way. And since I've gotten older, I'm not as shy as I used to be. Um, but I still have that, what I learned from your book, that need to recharge by myself. You know, I if I am at a loud party for two or three hours, I'm ready to leave and I want my quiet. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, how have you, um, what, what advantage do you, do you think, oops. <laughs> Someone just took a spill at the door, so <laughs> yeah. Our empathetic uh, nature kicks in, we're like, oh, are you okay? <laughs> Um, oh, yeah. How do you feel like, you know, do you feel like there's any connection between, like, being an introvert and the path that you've chosen and, like, you know, the strengths that you might have?
8: <laughs> well,
0: if I get into doing
2: audiobooks, like, I would like to try that. Um, that means a lot of hours alone in a booth with just yourself and the microphone. So an extrovert could probably go
0: a little batty trying to do
8: that. <laughs> I would do <think> so.
2: No. <laughs> so I
0: think that would be very helpful. <laughs> yeah, very well suited. I bet there are a lot of introverts voice over artists, just like there are a lot of introvert actors and actresses and performers. Yeah. Um, what's a life lesson or, you know, something that you feel like you've learned that's been very important to you, that's kind of guided you? Oh, boy. Um,
2: I don't know. Well, again, from reading your book, I'm starting to learn... How different extroverts are and how differently they think and it's opening my my mind up to not being critical of someone who's different but try gaining an understanding of them. oh that's how they work I'm not like that but apparently not everyone's like me so <laughs> new <splash. laughs> right I know it's like it only takes us what you know like a hundred years to learn that right, it's like how old did I have to get to learn these things
0: <laughs> yeah Yeah. very good there's always something new to learn there is and i think as long as we stay curious then uh, we stay young i was just
2: re-watching a video of leo buscalia i don't know if you remember him but years ago in the 80s he did a lot of pbs lectures and he called himself the, the doctor of love. He was a professor and he, he taught a love class. And he had these wonderful lectures and I saw a snippet of one today and he was explaining his, his Italian family background and every evening at the dinner table his father would demand that each person at the table say something new they learned that day. And I just, I've always remembered that, and I've I've always thought, well, now we have, we don't need to look through encyclopedias, we have Google. And I try to learn something new every day. So what's something new that you've learned today? Today. Um, Well, I learned about the World Domination Summit from watching a Brene Brown interview. And there's always something. I, I don't. Not claiming that I remember everything new that I learned.
0: (laughs) I know. Wouldn't that be the best? (laughs) Right? Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. I hope you had as much fun listening to those as I did having those conversations. Um, you, know, it's it's always wonderful to take a few minutes to really listen to somebody's story. And what was great was none of those people knew that they were going to be interviewed before they showed up at Panera, and you know when I asked them you know can I chat with you for a few minutes they were all game you know and and they they had to think about that last question but they all were like "Mm, let me think about that for a minute and I gave them space and something came to heart and mind and they had something to share so to me that's like you know affirmation and inspiration that even if we're put on the spot um, we we can trust ourselves we know more than we think Um, we can create ideas and thoughts and share concepts and pieces of ourselves without needing to overthink them and and have that genuine connection again that's a little bit more spontaneous which is you know something that you cultivate and it might not come naturally but it's something that you can absolutely do so thanks for playing along with me on this experiment and if you have feedback about it, if you'd like you know, to hear some more episodes along this line, um, then feel free to email me at beth at the introvert entrepreneur.com. Or you can go to my website and find my contact form. And that is at the introvert entrepreneur.com. While you're there, you can also uh, check out the information I have about my coaching services and public speaking. You'll find links to articles and other podcasts that I've contributed to that um gives you even more voices uh and including those of my colleagues and um, and certainly please learn a little bit more about the virtual book group that i'm going to be starting in august so that's right around the corner as well as the virtual mastermind groups that i have coming up thank you to paul messing my podcast producer especially for this episode for um, braving the experiment with me and doing something a little bit different and thank you so much to you for sticking with me and trusting me and being with me during this experiment i hope you enjoyed it this is beth below of the introvert entrepreneur and until we meet again remember that success is an inside
3: job